Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. I, of course, am your heart-centered sales leader and host, Connie Whitman. Now, I hope every week as you tune in, we shift that word sales of icky and sleazy and pushy and manipulative to really one of care, love, and respect, which is where we should always be coming from. Now, to help on that mindset journey of that little paradigm shift, go to my website, WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for Communication Style Assessment. Figure out how you're showing up and how people are seeing you so that you really can embrace your superpowers and beware of those blind spots because the blind spots is typically what um, kicks us in the in the rear end. So go to WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. And my last big ask for you, for everyone listening is, if you love the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. That just helps on the Apple podcast. It helps me and it helps get the word out bigger and better. So I really do appreciate that support. Now, my motivational quote today is by Dr. Michelle Mazur, and she says, when people act on your message, they begin to change. They don't just change their behavior. They change their identity. They begin to become someone new because of your message. Now, would you say that when you communicate, do you think you do it effectively? Do you think people listen when you speak or are they the deer in headlights, right? Where they're kind of checking out and, and you know, that, that glazed look on their face. Not cool, right? When people do that. Well, why are they doing that? So today I'm really excited to speak with, of course, my amazing expert and her name is Precious Williams. Now, Precious is a world-class master communicator who works with successful entrepreneurs and speakers to help them take their professional pitching and speaking skills to the next level. Now, with over 26 years of experience, Precious is known for innovative training programs to her clients and sales teams at Fortune 500 companies. Now, these companies include these amazing uh, names like Google, Microsoft, Microsoft, LinkedIn, NBC Universal, it's just so much more. Now, at a 13 as a 13-time National Business Elevator Pitch Champion, Williams has been featured on Season 8 of AB, ABC Shark Tank. we got to talk about that one. Forbes Ooh. Magazine, CNN, ABC, MSNBC, Wall Street Journal, and the movie was featured in the movie Leap. Now, in 2019 and 2020, uh, Precious became a two-time best-selling author of the number one business book series, Bad Bitches with Power Pitches, love the title, for women entrepreneurs and speakers only. And she's been featured on Times Square billboards, top podcasts, and stages around the world. Um, now, as a woman, and this is just a little brief background before I bring her on the show, as a woman who was counted out. For From birth, Precious rose above the mean streets of St. Louis, Missouri, to become an award-winning attorney, champion speaker, killer, hashtag killer, pitch master, media personality, corporate trainer, and international professional speaker. Then four years ago, she lost it all. And with the help of pitching and building true, authentic relationship, she's now amazing, back, bigger, better than ever. Please help her welcome Welcome, Precious, to the show. So thank you so much for being on my fellow East Coaster. <laughs> hey, Queen. I'm so excited to be here. You know, when, when, my, when my bio was read, I'm always like, 
oh my god i did do all of that <laughs> you know and i often say i often say that too when people read the bio you're like i think i'd hire me Right. Oh, you know, like you remember being a teenager and you had to listen to when when they would talk about older people and you're like, man, I hope one day I get a couple of that. And I was like, that really happened. Amazing. It's such, it's such. Say, oh, I was going to say, that's why I say it's always so good when you bet on yourself and you're not listening to everyone tell you what you're capable of yep. when they don't know why you were made. They don't know your purpose. That's and right. So, if I'm, I don't gamble, but if I'm a bet on anything, it's always going to be on Precious, the killer pitch master. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so tell me, why, when did you actually realize that you were this freaking amazing, talented speaker? You know what? I've been speaking since I was 16 years old, but I don't think I realized my talent until I won my 13th national title with the Black Enterprise National Elevator Pitch Competition on May 16, 2013 in Columbus, Ohio. And I remember when I, I remember this is true story. So right before the competition, we were sitting at this table, all of these great black, um, you know, entrepreneurs, visionaries, VC, all sorts of things. And I remember telling Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, who wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice who is also a business professor at Clark Atlanta University. I went to Spelman College and he taught at Clark Atlanta. So he sat at the table and I told him, I said, you know, I'm gonna win this competition. And he was like, okay. And I knew he didn't believe me. And the truth is Queen Connie, can I keep it a buck? I didn't either, but I needed to force myself because if I didn't say it and I didn't say, you know, I'm about to kill the game. I don't yeah. know if I would have. And I needed yeah. him to doubt me because it's something like Beyonce said years ago. I need people to doubt me. I, if I'm going to be McDonald's, I need a Burger King because I'm about to slay. And now, you know, having, you know, film movies in um, LA, Santa Monica, Malibu, Milan, Italy, and stuff like that. It's like Craig and Nobu. It's like, listen, I'm Craig. You can be Nobu. That's what I need. You're so funny. You know what's so funny about that statement, though, Precious, and I agree with when someone has told me you can't do that. My instinctively watch me like it's it's right that that challenge, like the gauntlets thrown down. Yeah. Well, you watch me do it now. And and you it's also funny. I heard you say, like, it's that inner working of like, I just said that. But inside my head, I'm thinking, holy crap. What if? I can't write that negative record player. So even someone as successful as you, you have the negative record player. We all do. The idea is to keep fighting against that and never, never saying no or never saying I can't. And I love also how you said, I bet on myself because no one else is going to. So if you can't bet on yourself, certainly no one else is going to do that. What made you give it a buck? And I agree with that 100%. What made you, though, like have that I'm never giving up kind of um, reinforcement within yourself or that um, power behind you? Well, I think it also goes back to when I was young, we were latchkey kids. My mother was always at work. And so we yeah. had naked nights. So I watched all those great, like the Donna Reed show and Leave it to Beaver and Green Acres. Like I watched all those silly things. But because we actually had cable, I got to watch A&E. The channel doesn't exist anymore, but it was the Arts and Entertainment Channel. And so I used to watch Biography, 20th Century American Justice. And that's when I kind of fell in love with Bill Curtis, who oh. was a, a, an attorney turned journalist. And he was really good. I also watched Intimate, Intimate Portrait on Lifetime. I love watching BH1's Behind the Music. And so the reason why I love those is because just because these people are glitzy and glamorous when they're on stage and stuff like that, I want to know how they really got there. And if you listen to most of these big time people, 
people who didn't come from money. They were homeless. They were sleeping in their court. Like they did everything they could to get there. And so when people say it couldn't be, they were like, listen, if I got to eat another ramen noodle, if I got to dig in this garbage can, I'm going to make it. And it, and, and yeah. it's also like, remember 50 Cent's album, Get Rich or Die Trying? I don't mean to curse, but hashtag this bitch will die trying. Yes, I got <laughs> I love it. I love the title of your book too. It's just cool. And it, I think it hits home with what the core message is, right? Right. So, so here's the next big one, uh, Precious, is pitching for everyone. Yes. Pitching is for everyone. You know, when you think about pitching, I want us to take it out of the realm of just pitching for money or pitching to investors. Pitching is something you do every day. When you're talking to your girlfriend about that no good dude in your life, he done messed up again, or you dealing with a a woman and she done messed up again. And now you got to go off with your friend and you want that person all involved. Let's say you have a great job or a job you really can't stand. Who do you go to? You talk to your friend, be like, girl, look what my boss said today. That's a pitch. And why is it a pitch? Mm -hmm. Because you want someone interested in what you're saying and making you the focal point of attention and just going in and going with the story. So if you think about pitching, pitching is like, uh, it's a short, brief way of introducing yourself, your talents, your skill sets, your abilities in such a way that it attracts, it it baits, it attracts and makes you look good in front of that particular person. And if we want to take it to like an even bigger level, or I guess to say down to down to earth, go to your grandma's house or go to your mom's house and she's a good cook or someone who's a really good cook. It's the holiday. So, you know, they cooking it up in a crock pot. They got it. You, you step in you, your plate is looking good. You're like, oh, I'm about to go all in. I'm about to go all in. You take that first, that, that first fork and that first spoon, you bring it to your lips. When you taste that first bite, that's a pitch. Do you know why it's a pitch? The whole plate is not the pitch. The first bite is a pitch because it is the first thing that attracts you. It's enticing you. And now you want more. So that plate is about to be a problem. It's about to be a problem with the plate. But that first time you introduce yourself to someone, the first time you are putting yourself out there, even when you're giving a presentation, every social media post you have is a pitch. I promise you, you are thinking that people aren't paying attention. And I did too, when it came to social media, I was like, oh, you know, that's a young people game. No, it's not. Do you know most of my book busy and paid speaking engagements for the biggest companies in the world came from LinkedIn because they love the way I post. They love that I go live. They love that someone is teaching pitching in a way that's so different. Communication skills, visibility, and branding. I don't teach what you can find on Google. I go internal when it comes to pitching because a lot of us think we know so much about ourselves. But if you ask your friends and your family and the people who really love you, they see things in you that you can't see in yourself. Am I right, Connie? Have you ever had a girlfriend or maybe your husband, whatever, say to you, girl, you need to step your game up because you're not giving yourself enough credit. I need you to step. I need you to I need you to tell them who you really is. That's what we say in the hood. That's who you really is. And when when I'm out in public, who you really are. And so when I tell people when it like people like the flex. Oh, I remember when I was just winning pitch competitions and people are like, but you ain't never been on Shark Tank. I said, neither have you. And now I have been on Shark Tank. Have you? Yeah, and oh, that, I'm still a 13-time champion. Are, are you? you? Oh, well, precious. You know, I met these investors, and you know that that's what they do. I said I've met with the same investors, and then we're on a first-name basis. Are you? Oh, well, I'm a clubhouse. Like I have my clients. They're winning. They're winning competitions on Clubhouse. They're on Shark Tanks and stuff like that. And so, when you're pitching yourself, one of the things I want people to always pay attention to is, I want what's your flex game look like. Anybody can tell you they're a great graphic designer. Anybody can tell you they're a photographer. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, a coach or something like that, anybody can talk a good game. 
I'm going to come to you and be like, well, what are the results says though? What are the results that? Because yeah. I tell people, go to my LinkedIn and check out my testimonials. I didn't write not one from the biggest companies to individual clients. They'll tell you what I did for them. Why am I booked and busy? But in case you don't believe that, that's why I'm a 13-time national champion. That's why what I teach is not in Google. That's why I'm an international professional speaker. That's why I'm booked, busy, and paid. That's why my clients are signing two-year corporate training contracts with places they didn't even know existed. That's why even though we can't fly out, I'm being flewed out virtually to speak all over the world. In fact, I'm booking speaking engagements for 2022 and 2023. How many people can tell you that? But they can tell you they're a speaker because they went to a guru's, um, I don't know, like a presentation. I'm like an event. Yeah. So, so this is, see, this is fascinating because a couple of things that you said, I want to break it down that it's really about the return on investment, right? So, or return on time or return on results, right? It's always about the results for me too. It's the same thing. That's great what did you get from it? Right. All that effort. What, what was the actual results that, you know, the pedal to the metal, right? What's the measurement? Cause we have to measure. So it's funny. And the other thing I, so I love that because I I'm, I'm a results person. Just tell me the results. What are you going to get? Let's, let's break it down so that you understand. And then we can move the needle. That's number one. Number two, the other thing that you said um, that I found fascinating is when people say to you, um, Oh, I'm a great speaker. Right. And, and are you it's that what they're trying to do is put you down to bolster themselves up. Right. It's their own insecurity screaming at you that I don't know what the heck I'm doing over here and I'm a nervous wreck. So by being able to say and, and, and the thing is precious, I don't think you um, like when someone says it to you, I think you go back at them. Oh, yeah, I'm a 13 time uh, best uh, I win the award for the for the pitching or whatever. Right? Then you could throw your credentials at them. But when people do that, like, oh, I'm a speaker and they talk at you about how great they are. In my head, I always think, are you like, are you that good? You know how we be looking at people? Be like, I, I hear what you're saying. What's the street saying? And for those of you who don't know what the streets are, what's the world? What's your audience? What's 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 the industry saying? Because right. I tell you, everybody can tell you that they're great until they meet greatness. That's right. That's what did right. uh, Mike Tyson say? Everybody, everybody can fight until they take that first punch. Mike That's Tyson lets you know that first punch he throws at you. Are you ready? You can talk That's a good game on, on, on these stages. But when we get in that octagon, if we play if with the UFC, if when we get in that boxing ring or with me, when we do it virtually or whether we do it on stage, I come on that stage to slay. I don't That's care how true. great of a name you, it, it could be Tony Robbins. It could be Les Brown. I don't get afraid. In fact, I'm like this. I felt like, uh, what's it? Is it the joke? Wait till they get a little money. <laughs> like they don't know what's coming right right precious they don't know what's coming and i think that that's, and that's something else you want you definitely want your audience because you know, when you talk about heart-centered right we're not talking about just being braggadocious we're not just talking like yeah i could be gay, um but I, I would not be boxed in and so there are people who are designed to be gatekeepers who don't want you to fly higher than them. If you read the 48 laws of power, it's like uh, the student should never outshine the master. And I'm like, but I learned how to do this on the job. I didn't have people teaching me how to speak. And so that's probably why you still hear my accent. That's why I can show up in like burnt orange and yellows and stuff like that, because I am not trying to be anyone else other than myself. Yes, I have credentials. Yes, I'm a former attorney. Yes, I have an English degree. Yes, I've done some amazing things. But at the end of the day, when someone hits that stage to speak, to pitch, to put forth, when you're at a networking event and they're pitching, what do most of us do when we hear pitches? They all sound the same. So this is what you do. Am I right, Connie? Yes. 
Like, and you know they're talking to you like this. And then when somebody says something, they say something, hold up, Trump. I think I heard something different. That's right. Yeah, it's the pattern. It's like a, it's like a pattern interrupt, right? Not yes. what they were expecting. Curious, what surprised you most about your journey? Like, were there any moments where you were like, slap me now? What the heck just happened? You know, being on Shark Tank was a slap me moment. Uh, filming a movie, like I, I auditioned for a movie and got the lead role. That was, that was like, like, I'm supposed to be that hood girl. Like, I'm only supposed to fly. So, and remember, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a sports person. I'm not Oprah. I'm just precious, right? So a lot of things that happen are so are so shocking. But I'm gonna tell you the most shocking, and to, and I hope this really, I, I hope people who've gone through this understand what's been the most two of the most beautiful things that have ever happened. Number one, I've been clean and sober from alcohol for four years. Nice. That is something I never thought could happen. After I lost the love of my life and went on a downward spiral, became homeless and was reduced down to a blue dress, a blue coat and a book bag. Yeah, I see the blue. I used to drink so much to numb myself. Yeah. I have no desire anymore. Like when people say, oh, precious, come through. Oh, somebody's going to be drinking. I'm like, yo, just make sure my Snapple Mango Madness. Mm-hmm. Make, make sure that's there. Make sure a kiwi strawberry and make sure that water is on tap. And I'm nice. like, oh, you ever get worried? I said, no, not at all. Because I did that. I, I drank to feel better and to be numb. My life is good now. Yeah. The second thing is I walked out of homelessness on September 1st, uh, 2018. And so whenever someone, you know, purchases my book, Bad Bitches and Bower Pitches or anything that I've done or any product or any service I've ever had, people think it's just not, not a big deal. But to me, you're talking to someone who was in a place where I was told, you know, just keep, keep, keep a high paying job. And it was like, no, I want to be precious Williams. And I'm hoping that whatever I've gone through, other women can see that they don't have to look, sound and act a certain way in order to be successful. And that the very things that we think will break us are really the things that will make us. And I feel like such mm-hmm. a Phoenix. And yes, although I've done some amazing things since I've been out being alcohol free and not white knuckling, but just being like, <laughs> that beautiful bean footage you know what I mean and this being happy about it you know what I mean I feel like it shows up in my personality and that I'm so effervescent you know what I mean and so that's joy that's you know, true and, and, and stuff like that are great it's yeah great, but yeah that's what I'm proud of but it, at the core it's it's who you are and that's another thing precious I think we're afraid to just be us, like that's not enough. And right. so people do all of these other things to try to bolster who they want people to think they are instead of the essence of who they are. So, you know, and, and congratulations, by the way, by being sober and, and all of those things, because the, these, this is not easy. This stuff's not easy when we have a crisis situation and not only to come out of it, but then to thrive out of it is just it was just such a cool thing. All right. So I do have to ask, what was the experience like on Shark Tank? Oh, wow. Okay. So I'd already had clients who'd already been on Shark Tank, right? And I knew it was only a matter of time before, you know, you know, women and men, what they do, they drop that tea. Oh, well, how did you, you know, oh, my girl, Precious Williams. Didn't even make sense, right? And so when they came to me, you know, I didn't have to do, I didn't have to stand in line. I did a private audition. And everything went smooth. So I flew out on September 11th, 2015. Wow. September 11th out of New York. You know that. Absolutely. That 
flew into LAX. And it was driven to Culver City, you know, to the hotel. And I think in my mind, like in my business coach at the time, she she flew out with me. And I remember just sitting there being like, this is unreal. <laughs> unreal, right? And so, you know, we go to Sony Picture Studios, which if you've never been on a lot or a sound, like you really don't know. You just know the finished product. You don't really know. So that's right. Getting there, it was, it, you know, going, oh, you know, having my PA drive us over and just being like, oh my God, this is real, right? And they did some things that were so hilarious. Like, like we get there, I wasn't, <clears throat> all the other contestants were there and they said something so hilarious. They were like, after y'all going home today, Jigga who? Jigga what? And they were like, um, so we all had to pitch like right in front of the biggest, the big producers. And they said, pressure, you to kill the pitch master, go first. Dang. I was trying to, and so I went. When I tell y'all, I couldn't remember my pitch to save my life. That's how scared I was. Like, you know, I'll be getting scared like that. But I did it. And they were like, yeah, you can stay. That's great. So when I actually, so the day we filmed September 15th. So I remember they brought us over. And my business coach couldn't come in. So it was just me and my four-figure divas. And we were all just sitting there looking at each other. And in that moment, there was like this calmness of no matter what happens, we did this. We did yes. This. And so when they said, Precious, are you ready? Because I had to go in first. And that door opened and I had to walk down that hallway. I just knew the music was going to play because I was trying to be, I was trying to act up in these streets. The music did not play. I was like this. I said, this must be post-production. Dang, you know? So I walked down and then the second door opens and you see the shark. So you walk to your ex. And I remember looking at the sharks. And again, where did they get a load of me? And when they said action, and it's only one take. So what y'all see is not cutting and pasting. I'm telling you. So when I pitched, I watched their eyes just dance. I watched their eyes dance. Like, is this for real? Because I had a low cut canary yellow peplum dress. Y'all know how we get down. Afro and stream makeup. And when I finished, you know, I said, okay, ladies, now let's get in formation. The door opened my full figure date. When I tell you, Mark Cuban was like, you go, girl. Robert Hershevik was like watching you. was like watching a master at their craft. And as a black woman on both sides, nothing light skinned about me. I wanted to cut that moment and just say, he said that to me. Wow. I'm doing like, no matter what happens, it's, it's going down. Yeah. need me guaranteed to go down yeah. so then questions all started and I was slaying it slaying it and although I did not walk away with um an investment which was what I wanted is to not walk away I really just wanted to showcase this is what the best in the world really looks like yeah and when it comes to getting investments you have to know what's right and what's not so there will be people who are on Shark Tank that I want, I want to make it clear. Some people are there for exposure and some people are there for the investment. Either sure. way, you can't go wrong. It's a win-win, right, Precious? It, it, to get there, it's, it's just a win-win. In addition, that experience, think about everything you learned from the moment you landed till the moment you got back home in New York, right? So, the, you know, we look at things as, well, that didn't work. But I, And I try to tell my kids this, but what did you learn? Sometimes what you learned is priceless, right? It's, it, it, girl, you're so right. It, it, and, you know, the good thing is I walked in knowing I didn't want one. So all the negotiations, I'm, in the end, I'm like, I don't care what they say. I'm not going with this. I, I knew it. And so when we finished, I mean, I broke down into tears and the producers were kind of shocked. They were like, nothing went wrong. And I was like, no, I said, I wanted to prove that a black woman can get on here. 
and go toe to toe with the sharks. Yeah. And gain their respect. And I did it. Yeah. And so yeah. that was worth me crying. Because yeah. they really thought something went wrong, or maybe I was having a breakdown. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I just wanted it to be known that a person yeah. of color, a black woman from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri, with her English degree, her law degree, and all that kind of stuff, I did what was asked of me by society. And then I took it to the next level completely. And and I think that's important, you know, showing up as as that authentic self it it just speaks volumes that there's you know there you don't have to have a pretense because just being you where you and i before we even started recording we were giggling and we were shutting things down because the internet wasn't working and right we were just goofing around with each other and that's that's okay even though we've never met face to face even though we're really close proximity to each other um you know someone just because they're showing up as their authentic self another question for you precious if you knew then what you know now would you do anything differently would you shift anything i used to laugh when people said that they would change this or that i would love to tell you i would but i wouldn't Mm. you know i remember when i left my ex-fiance on march 15 2010 and how horrid that was and then i met a very famous hollywood actor who loved me at 327 pounds, which inspired Curvy Girls Lingerie, which inspired Perfect Pitches by Precious. That's how all of this happened. So yeah, I could have stayed with my ex-fiance, but would this story story be told? So as painful as it was, when I look back, I'm like, thank you, God. Because you know, you know how the story is going to unfold. I don't. And the things you think are, are just, everything should be over. I feel like God sits up there and he's like, oh, if they only knew it just began. When I was eating out of garbage cans and when I was, you know, severe alcoholic, I couldn't imagine one day not drinking. I couldn't imagine one day of feeling better. And I used to listen to the song by Fe- the, the group Phoenix. It's called If I Ever Feel Better. Baby, I feel better every day. Do you know, I thank God for every day because Absolutely. I can't believe that I tried to take my life on my 38th birthday and I lived to see 42. What yeah. you talking about, Willis? I lived to become a two-time number one best-selling author of a book that people said by the title alone would never sell. And then the government bought it into a QuickBooks, NBC Universal, Federal Reserve Bank, all the places y'all saw you're so conservative would never buy my book, bought it. My third book is coming out and it's already number one in pre-sale. These are the things that when I say bet on yourself, like this is my heart I'm giving to y'all. I'm not telling y'all I came high, you know, everything is everything was perfect. Everything was great. No, I want y'all to know I went through it. And my yeah. heart is so full when my clients call or something big happens or, you know, something doesn't go through and they still need a pep talk and it's coming from real life experience and not just platitudes. Trying. Like, like on Sunday, or was it Sunday or Saturday, one of my clients and I, we were just conversing, and she said something so sweet. I can't remember what she said, but tears fell from my eyes, and I said, I used to think I'd never have a client again. And now she has a TED Talk that we're working on. You know what's interesting about that too, Precious, and I think that we, because we can't see the future, which thank God we can't see the future, right? Because um, I think that would be dangerous. But that, what? 
it could it, right. It could be dangerous because then I, I don't know that we would push as hard or right. try as hard or learn as much. And, you know, all of those things. So I, I think that not knowing the future, that there is a total element of faith, right? The universal laws and all of those things. I agree with thousand percent. But I think the other side of that, if we didn't have these pitfalls and you, you don't go through these really hard times that how do you know, like you're like, you feel so blessed and so grateful that you wake up, your heart is so full. But if you don't have that, that sorrow, that, that hurt, that pain, how do you know when things are really good? And, and the other thing I think too, is people look and say, oh, pff, well, you know, that's because she has a law degree or that's because she, well, she got an education, right? It, it's nonsense because, you know, like you said, you were, you were homeless, you were eating out of garbage cans, right? You were an alcoholic, all of these things. So what changes, what makes that movement? It has to be within yourself. It never comes from the outside. Nobody picked you up, dusted you off and said, oh, this is the next little step you should make, right? That's not who you are. You're, you're, you figured it out. You hit, and, and I know they say if they hit rock bottom right before you could start coming out and, and rising up. But I think people think that, well, oh, you did that, but I can't. And well, you must have had a leg up with to get in front of Shark Tank or you knew somebody or it's, it's, it's all nonsense, right? It's the rhetoric we tell ourselves to, so that I could say, well, you can't do that. You'll, you'll never be able to do that. Right. Isn't that what you've learned? Right. And so that's what I say to people, you know, because I was an outsider. Remember, I told you, I came from the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. I didn't grow up with context. I didn't grow up seeing very successful women who look like me. But if it <gasps> wasn't for watching A&E and Intimate Portrait and VH1 and not for, you know, just seeing great videos, but just like, how did people really get there? Now I look back and be like, you know, God was in all of that. And he, there was a reason why I could sit and watch Dale Curtis, who was a white man out of Chicago. And yet I saw myself in him. He didn't, he, he, he was the Kanye before the Kanye in, in certain ways, because even though he was an attorney, he flipped it into a journalistic career. Yeah. So that's another thing that I want people to know. You can start being an attorney and the next thing you know, you could be doing so many other things, or you can start where you are. Even if you don't go on to pursue higher education, there's a business education that you can get from the, the, the University of YouTube, the University of Google. That's you know, right. And, just flip and, and flip it. You know, you hear all these stories about uh, some people who went to Harvard and dropped out, went to Stanford and dropped out. Listen, I got kicked out of Georgetown University Law Center. Yeah, I can tell that story. It's 20 years, 20 year old story now. But when I was going through it, I was so embarrassed and ashamed that for five years I couldn't even face people. Sure. And now 20 years later, riddle me that. I wish somebody would say, oh, girl, but did you get your kid out of Georgetown? I sure did. And like the perfect story isn't really perfect. That's right. Sorry, it's just not. And so when you hear that people have gone through so much to, to have a taste of what success looks like and tastes like, it's more palatable because you know that you may be experiencing that right now. I, when I was homeless, I remember feeling like and, and the great thing about being in the Bowery Mission Women's Center, they just say, oh, you just have a high paying job or something like that. And as great as that sounds, writing my own paycheck sounds so much better. Yeah. And then living it. Yeah. And then having, um, you know, like the mayor of the city of New York, we in YC, Black, uh, black entrepreneurs in YC, the MasterCards, the Googles, the and like for them to know me on a first name basis. Remember, Absolutely. The hood, and I did it. That's right. And I'm still me at the same time. Hashtag toothless aggression. Hashtag pitching for profit. Hashtag pitch, please. What? Stop it. I did it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think this is such an important message, Precious, because I think, you know, with the social media today that we do that comparophobia, I'm not as good, you know, they're better, they have more, whatever, 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 you know, crap we tell ourselves. But I think the kids today, especially, I felt bad for them because the, of all of the pressure from social media. And it's funny, I have a 21 and a, a 24 year old and at dinner one night, they both said, we wish we grew up in the 70s and 80s. My husband and I were like, why? And they, isn't that interesting? And they said that like example TV, right? They said, now you stream everything. The quality of the TV is crap compared to what it was like when the Sopranos were out, right? And, and those where you had, remember where we had to actually wait precious for the week for it to come out on the Sunday night or whatever. Now Netflix, everything is streamed, but they said the quality of the TV is, is lacking so that you, you understand what the effort was that went into the Sopranos or whatever the show is. They like our music better. Wasn't that interesting? And the other thing they said, I I know, but they were like, there was, there was more messaging in our music from the seventies and eighties. And the last thing they said is like, you just got, got to go out and play. There wasn't organized sports. There wasn't, everything wasn't so organized and orchestrated. Isn't that fascinating? And so I, I feel bad for the kids today because of the social media and all the things you're saying that, and, and I love also that you created the lingerie, right? For curvy women. I'm a curvy woman, right? I'm 5'11 and I'm not a size two, right? Um, but, but that idea of you are who you are, love who you are right here, right now, because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but don't, but certainly don't live in the past, right? So be the best you could be right here, right now, today, you know, as you speak to people. So I just, I, I love your message. So everybody, we're, we're out of time, but but I want to share, if you, if, listen, if you need help in finding your whatever, your next step, or how to communicate what you're trying to achieve, or you're trying to get on a TED Talk, if, if that's your next thing um, from Soup to Nuts, please reach out to Precious. I'm going to give you her website. Uh, you have a bunch of cool things on the website, a bunch of videos. So check them out. It, it just really good insight um, on her website, which is Perfect Pitches, plural, by Precious. So Perfect Pitches by Precious.com. Email Precious if you have a question direct for her. <clears throat> Excuse me. Go to Precious at Perfect Pitches by Precious.com. Any like quick tip for anybody listening that they could listen to our show, Precious, and then go and implement? Uh, yeah. And this is kind of, this is, this goes for pitching or anything else. Truly fortune favors the bold. And I know that sounds kind of like real. No boldly go in the direction of your dreams. If I didn't put it out there, if I wasn't scared to be ridiculed, if I would listen, they're going to talk about me anyway. Might as well give you something to talk about. When I said I was going to host the national syndicated talk show, when I said I was going to be in commercials, when I said that I was going to move to New York, when I said I was going to be the best to have ever done it in these streets, And people called me to the carpet and said, Oh, I don't see baby. Thank you. Because you held me accountable. And that's why I'm, I'm where I am. So fortune favors the bold. Yes, there are some people who say you can't say everything. You don't have to say everything. But if you put out in that ether on social media, I'm about to do it. And some of your people hold you accountable. Go do it. You'll feel so much better when you start taking that first step and the other steps start to reveal themselves. Remember that life is not linear. So just because this can crash and burn, it may set off a chain reaction in another place altogether. I they're not doing lingerie. I'm the killer pitch master today. And very few people ask me about the lingerie, but when they do, they're like, oh man, I know that lingerie is going to be popping. Where is that? And I'm like, 
oh my God, even today when I talk about it, they don't even see it and they want it. That's how you know I'm in my zone of genius. Yeah. And I say bet on yourself because me thinking it moved mountains for others. I love it. And and it's true. We open doors for others that hear our message or learn from us or inspired by us. So what's that ripple effect? And I often say this during the show, Precious, right? We are the pebble in the pond. Right. What is that long-term ripple effect that you might have beyond what you even know? And and you're much younger than me, but you know, people will see me that I know from 20 years ago that I managed them or I taught them whatever, whatever the position was that I had. And I'll run into them at the diner you know, locally. And they'll say, do you know, do you remember when, and they'll give a scenario and I think, no, I don't remember it at all. And they'll say, well, let me tell you the impact that had. And and I have to tell you, like you stand there and you go like, really? Because you think, could I have had that kind of an impact? So even though you're not sure what you're doing, you're the pebble in the pond. There's such a ripple effect, but you have to have faith to take that next step. And I just love what you said. Just take that next next step. It's okay if it's the wrong one because you don't know what chain reaction it's going to cause or who you're going to bump into or you're going to turn that corner. You might run into Precious and she might help you get on the TED Talks, right? You don't know. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Live, man. You got to live. You got to be you. So I Precious, thank you for being on. Thank you. Thank you for just sharing your story and, and vulnerability and, and um, being just real authentic with, hey, this is who I am, right? Warts and all, right? Flaws and all. And that's okay. That's what moves us forward. And that's what really makes us successful. So thank you for sharing your story. I really greatly appreciate that. Thank you, Queen. I'm so honored to be here. Have a wonderful day, everyone. You too. All right. Hang on there. Don't don't disconnect with me. All right. So thank you, Precious, again, for taking the time. And you guys, I hope you join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that no matter what is going on in your life, right? I have my other show, Enlightenment of Change. Subscribe to that one. We talk about change, right? This one, the heart-centered sales leader. What are you trying to create in business? My guests and I, I really do hope, provide some insight, tools, tips, and strategies you can implement now because for, like Precious said at the beginning, and I say every show, it's all about the results, but you got to do something. You got to make a move. You have to take that next step. Um, thank you all for joining me. Uh, you've been listening to the Heart Center Sales Leader Podcast with me, your heart-centered sales leader, um, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. I wish you all just a wonderful, inspired week. And I really challenge you to... Pick something, one thing that you can implement today that might make the difference for you tomorrow, six months from now, year from now, who knows, but take that first step right here, right now. Thank you, Precious. Thank you all for being on this journey with me. Um, and I really do wish you an inspired week. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.